0: Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Car Rider Line. I'm Sydney Hunt. And today we have a special episode where we're going to discuss proposed changes to the Clear Creek ISD class rank policy. And this is really important information for students who are currently in eighth grade and all prior grade levels. Um, So what we share today has no impact on students who are currently in high school, ninth through 12th grade, um, just the class of 2027 and beyond. So I would like to introduce our guests, Dr. Robert Bayard, Deputy Superintendent of Clear Creek ISD and David West, Director of Counseling and Student Services. Thank you both for being here. Thanks for having us. And if you're watching us live on Facebook, uh, you can post questions in the comments and we will try to get to those at the end of the show today. Uh, but first, let's before we get started, I think it's important to understand terminology of what we'll be talking about. Uh, parents will hear level one and level two courses in this presentation., um, Ms. West, what is the difference between those?
1: So each semester course that we have in high, in our high schools um, are designated with a grade point level, and we actually have three of them in, in Clear Creek ISD. So we have level one, which includes all of our advanced placement courses. Those are courses where we utilize the college board curriculum, and they may lead to college credit, and our honors level courses. So all those are level one. Then level two include all of our on-level, our general education courses. And then level three courses are courses that are modified um, by... In the content by our special ed department through an ARD committee. So those are our three different levels. Um, When you're hearing those things, those are the kind of courses you want to keep in mind when we're discussing this.
0: And we do have a presentation, um, and so you'll get to visually see what we're talking through as well. Um, We'll also be talking about GPA and class rank, of course. Dr. Bayard, what's the difference between the two of them and the policy change we will discuss impacts class rank, correct?
2: Certainly. So GPA it refers to grade point average. Uh, traditionally, grade point average has referred to the cumulative grade point average in which all courses that a student takes um, uh, receive a grade for each of those courses and the grades are averaged together to, um, to create a, a final grade. But each of those grades are translated to a, a grade point. Mm-hmm. Um, all those grade points are averaged together to equal a GPA. Historically, in Clear Creek IC, when we've calculated class rank, class rank has been determined by rank ordering students from highest grade point average to lowest based on those cumulative grades. Um, what we are proposing, and what you'll see shortly, is we're proposing only calculating class rank based on core courses. And I'll explain more in a little bit.
0: And so currently, for those who are aware, who may have had a high school student already, how is class rank determined in Clerket ISD? Just a brief overview. So
1: I'll take that one. Um, And and this is where we're going to talk a little bit about the nuts and bolts and the math used behind it. So currently, class rank is determined by a student's cumulative GPA, like Dr. Bayard mentioned. A student's cumulative GPA is determined by dividing the total number of grade points earned by the total number of semester units attempted. Um, It's worth noting that we do have some exceptions that don't get included in your cumulative GPA. And those include things like dual credit, um, with the exception of Clear Horizon summer school coursework, correspondence coursework, anything taken prior to ninth grade, um, that's the basic overview. There are a few more but those things taken um, outside of the normal regular school day are not included in that cumulative GPA. And so students in ninth and tenth grade receive their cumulative GPA currently um, receive their uh, their class rank and their cumulative GPA at the end of the year for ninth and 10th graders. And then our 11th and 12th graders receive that notification at the end of each semester. So once we've come back and we have time to calculate those grades, they'll receive an updated cumulative GPA and an updated rank. And, um, after we calculate that cumulative GPA, that's when we look at awarding class rank. And like Dr. Bayard mentioned, the student with the highest cumulative GPA currently mm-hmm. um, is ranked number one. Mm-hmm. And then we look at the ranks, uh, the cumulative GPA after that, and then ranks are assigned based on that. So it's kind of highest to lowest um, based on that cumulative GPA currently.
0: And so that's currently what we're doing in Clear Creek ISD. And Dr. Bayard, you have some slides to review with us that you recently shared the, at the recent school board meeting. So all will hand it over to you.
2: Sure. Thank you, Sydney. Uh, what we presented for the school board back in October was our, our uh, proposal for revision of this policy pertaining to class rank only. We have aligned ourselves, of course, with our mission statement and our strategic plan. Our identity that's unique and aspirational is to ensure we ignite learning for all. Um, and how do we achieve that? One of the most significant ways that we achieve that is through the spirit of exploration. So rather than do what we've always done just for the sake of it, we've taken this opportunity based on feedback from many constituents, students, staff, board members, and parents um, to take a look at class rank and and finding a better way. Uh, We've aligned ourselves with the guiding principles uh, that we've spoken about throughout this this year so far, um, aligning ourselves with our people and our core values. Uh, Of course, our students are our biggest clients, our most important clients, and our important people. Mm Our purpose is about our beliefs and our why, and so um, hopefully by by explaining class rank, it'll align with with that purpose and our belief statements, as well as our promise to help each student achieve, contribute, and lead with integrity. So our primary purpose is to um, first recognize that students and families have shared concerns. Uh, They feel compelled to take level one electives to improve their class rank. Um, However, the purpose is to instead ensure ensure that each student has the freedom to take any elective that fosters their personal interests and passions as well as career explorations. Um, So our goal is to revise policy EIC local and the educational planning guide so that high school students can select elective courses that appeal to their own personal interests, passions or talents rather than chasing a class rank. Mm As Ms. West described, our core classes, the way we are defining them for class rank, are non-elective English language arts, mathematics, science, non-elective social studies, and world languages and cultures. And that is an important one. We don't wanna miss um, our world languages and cultures, otherwise known as our foreign languages. Uh, And those courses that would be counted as core classes for class rank uh, will be annotated and clearly defined in the educational planning guide. Uh, We've already discussed some key definitions related to cumulative grade point average, which is the sum of all grade points divided by uh, the sum of all credits attempted. And those are grade points earned. Uh, Class rank is the rank order from highest GPA to lowest uh, for the grade points that are used towards class rank. Class rank is the the ranking of um, those students. So when we add GPA to that, class rank GPA are those grade point averages um, that are determined based on those courses that are applying to class rank. And then you've already seen the core classes which are in the five core areas. College readiness was an important consideration. Um, college readiness um, means that students are encouraged to take electives that are aligned with their passions, interests, and or intended college major. Um, on a student's academic achievement record, otherwise known as their transcript, cumulative GPA and class rank will continue to be notated on there. So when students are applying to colleges, colleges will be able to see their cumulative GPA, their class rank, as well as the grades that they've earned in all of their classes. And then colleges will take those classes and depending on the college, will um, apply their own criteria to how they wanna calculate um, additional grading averages. Also, according to the National Association of College Admission Counseling, Trends and factors that are of considerable importance in the admissions decision process include the grades in all coursework, the grades in college preparatory coursework, such as advanced placements and honors, college admission testing, such as SAT or ACT, or even the the TSIA, extracurricular activities, and high school GPA and class rank. Colleges are looking for that balance in their transcript and in in their application process so that students are still aiming for um, high grades, as well as courses that align with their particular intended college major and having all those extracurricular activities. So I want to share with you um, traditional grade point average weights. As Ms. West mentioned, um, we have level one, level two, and level three courses. And so let's take a 99 actual grade. If a student earns a 99 in a level one course, which is an advanced placement or honors course, student would earn a grade point of um, 5.9. Uh, that goes all the way down to a 3.0 for a grade of 70 and anything below a 70 is a zero. If a student earns a 99 in a level two class, which is a regular class, it might be an on-level English two, a regular English two, a 99 would be a, uh, equivalent to 4.9 grade points. Um, all the way down to a 2.0 for a grade of 70 and then anything below is also a zero. When a student is in a modified curriculum, if they earned a 100, um, they have an opportunity to grade, get a 4.0 grade point for that course. And so currently, when we determine class rank, we de- de- uh, calculate the cumulative grade point average for each student, um, then rank the students based on that GPA from highest to lowest. What we are proposing in Clear Creek ISD is to calculate the class rank GPA Uh, based on the highest to lowest class rank GPA with only coursework that will be included in non-elective English language arts, mathematics, science, non-elective social studies, and world languages and culture. So let's look at some scenarios. In scenario one for a typical 10th grade student that might take Geometry, English 2, Chemistry and World History, and a second World Languages and Culture class such as Spanish 2, if a student earns a 99 in all five of those courses, they would earn 4.9 grade points for each of those courses. And many students might also take, we'll just say a second course in fine arts, it might be band two, and possibly an, an athletics course. So maybe they're in football, and so they're in the second year of football. They're in 4.9 grade points in those courses because of a grade of 99, they would have a 4.9 grade point average. Now let's take scenario two. If a student is in honors courses for geometry, English 2, chemistry, and world history, and their second level of Spanish, so Spanish 2, honors, if that student earns a 99, that would equate to 5.9 grade points in each of those courses. However, if a student also takes Spanish 2 for their second fine arts and football, 10th grade football, for their second athletics course, those 99 grades would translate to a 4.9 grade, uh, grade point because um, they're level two courses. And so this student ordered a grade point average of 5.61 because of those two electives dropping them from that um, highest average of 5.9 to 5.61. In scenario three, um, uh, say a student takes all five of those core courses and honors and then they choose to take honors electives Mm -hmm. because they know that they're chasing the grade point average, those honors electives could have a maximum of 5.9. So if a student earns a 99 in all seven courses, that would equate to a grade point average of 5.9. And this hence is, is why we're aiming to change the class rank policy. So when we recalculate grade point averages based on the proposal, we would eliminate fine arts, athletics or anything beyond those five core areas uh, that count towards, towards core areas. So if a student takes geometry or geometry honors, um, you can see that in scenario one, if a student takes those same five courses, all level two, the 99 would equate to a grade point average of 4.9. In scenario two, when the student takes the second fine arts or second athletics course, those grades don't count. So even though the student made a 99 and would have had 4.9 grade points, those get dropped and the student would have a maximum, potential maximum average of 5.9 if they earned a 99 in each of those courses. In scenario three, say the same student um, that we talked about before who takes the same five honors courses, takes two elective courses that are honors outside of the core areas, um, they're probably taking some courses that apply to their personal Mm interests Uh, passions or talents or maybe intended college career um, but those grades don't get averaged into the class rank GPA. So this same student with scenario three would also have a 5.9 GPA. And then in scenario four, um, say a student takes those five uh, core areas in honors courses and then takes an additional honors course in math, an additional honors course in science those would get included because they could count towards the core areas. And so those courses would count at the highest uh, grade point average of 5.9. And so what we're trying to do is create a balanced playing field for all students so that they don't feel like they have to chase their GPA, they can chase their hopes, dreams, and aspirations. So prior to the board meeting on October, October 24th, we did receive feedback from high school principals, deans of instruction, lead counselors, secondary curriculum directors, and a high school GPA committee. Um, We've continued to get feedback from the District Educational Improvement Council, from Student Advisory Group that visits with Dr. Engel, and uh, curriculum coordinators, among many other constituents. The feedback has all been generally good. There have been some questions along the way that we hope we've been able to answer through this presentation and we'll answer at the end.
0: So, this is proposed, um, and I want to reiterate that that this is not currently approved yet. It's not been passed. Yes, yeah, so um, so it will be. Can you explain the process on voting on something like this?
2: Certainly. To change any board policy, mm-hmm. uh, it has to go through two readings, mm-hmm. and so the board has has approved the first reading in October. The second reading will go to the board this coming Monday, um, and and you know if they request changes, then mm-hmm. then we can make any changes. But that's that is the process, and so after the second reading. Um, If approved by the board, then it would become policy. And then Ms. West would make changes in the educational planning guide so that students can be prepared for, for course registration this spring.
0: This spring. And Ms. West, just to reiterate, on a student's transcript, they will see a class rank based on the GPA in those core c- courses. However, their cumulative GPA will be posted as well. How does that calculation work? Right, so
1: starting with the class of 2027, those students are on track for that. On a student's transcript that can be shared with colleges, the student's class rank will be printed and the cumulative GPA the class ranking GPA mm-hmm. will not appear on the transcript because that's more of an internal number for us to figure out what our class rank is. Right. We still want colleges to see that cumulative GPA mm-hmm. so they can get a picture of the well-roundedness of that student. The class rank, I think we've kind of talked about this, and, it, and again, it's it's um, just to reiterate, the class ranking GPA will be determined by dividing the total number of grade points earned, like the chart that Dr. Bayard showed, um, by the semester units attempted The difference is for class ranking, it will only be in the categories of English language arts, non-elective, math, science, social studies, non-elective, and world languages and culture. The manner for uh, calculating cumulative GPA is not changing at all. Mm -hmm. So we're not changing anything that I already discussed. That's still going to be the same. It's just the number, the calculation we use to get that rank will be changing. changing. Uh So um, it's still gonna be, the cumulative will still be divided by the total number of grade points earned by the total number of semester units attempted. So that is staying exactly the same.
0: And if a student wants to take AP courses as their electives, will those count towards the class rank? So that's a great
1: question. So I was trying to think of all the AP courses that we offer. There will be some, Mm -hmm. like some of our art classes, um, our music theory, um, computer principles that are not core electives. So we do encourage students who that's their passion. Mm -hmm. They still want to take those courses. Absolutely. But those are examples of courses that are AP level, Mm -hmm. level one, that would not be included in um, the class ranking GPA. So it's strictly courses take under the category of English language arts non-elective, math, science, social studies, non-electives, and world languages and culture. So if I take an AP Spanish class, mm-hmm. that would be calculated. Even though it's Spanish four, it right. usually where the earliest AP starts, like in a world languages and mm-hmm. culture, it still would
0: be included in the GPA. And I think it's important to also mention when you were going through the charts of the different scenarios, electives also mean like our CTE courses and things of that nature where we're really trying to have students explore what they want to do, correct? Yes, that's
1: the part that I really – I. I'm excited about Mm -hmm. some of our students are going to be able to maybe explore classes that they've never been able to before because they were really trying to watch that GPA. So now they might be taking a health science technology Mm -hmm. class and working and being able to maybe get something. We have a great partnership with HCA um, and get something after after high school that would help them in college with some of those partnerships and those industry standards, uh, industry certifications Mm -hmm. that we have.
2: What's nice about this is we want to encourage all students to do their very best, regardless of what course they take and not feel like because of the course they take that their class rank would be diminished. Right. And so we still want students to do well. They will still have a cumulative GPA mm-hmm. on their transcript. And so if a student wants to take those AP courses or honors courses in CTE, we want them to. Right. We want them to follow their personal passions, interests, talents, or, or uh, career mm-hmm. aspirations?
1: I think it's also important just to go ahead and mention, based on our new proposed policy, when it comes to honors for graduation, our honor graduates are going to be determined based on that cumulative GPA. Mm-hmm. So if you do really well in one of um, what would be considered a level two course, and that does help your GPA, then you're going to be honored at graduation right. for that. Our Valen Sal because that's based on mm-hmm. rank, we'll still be using the class ranking GPA, but we are just trying to... To, um, allow students to follow their
0: passion and and still honor that work at the at the at graduation right and we do have a question um, from a parent what about kids that complete their world language requirements um, in middle school and don't need to take world language in high school
1: so those, like, th- those were some of those exclusions yeah. we talked about. If you're taking that prior to ninth grade, same same rules would apply for that class-ranking GPA. It, it would be what you take during the school day mm-hmm. under those categories of English language art, non-elective, math, science, social studies, mm-hmm. non-elective, world mm-hmm. languages, and culture. So if you've taken that before, that's just, it's not going to count in your GPA because you've taken it in your class-ranking right. GP right. or your cumulative because you've taken it prior to eighth grade, A right. oh, ninth grade, sorry,
0: ninth grade. And so you would, that student would then have options to take another course. Correct. They can their schedule.
1: continue to take um, three, right. like a, a foreign language, a third level, and that would get included in their GPA. But if they chose not to, that just remember that total number of semester mm-hmm. units attempted would go down. They would have less to include in that class ranking the GPA. Class
2: Which brings up a, another point mm-hmm. is that not every student will have the same denominator of, of courses um, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that they will divide mm-hmm. because some kids might take Algebra one and geometry in intermediate school. Maybe they take a Spanish one in intermediate school. So those three courses might not be included, but um, it just really depends on how many math courses a student takes in high school or how many world language and culture Mm -hmm. courses students take.
1: Same with dual credit. So Mm -hmm. if you take dual credit currently, that's not included and it
0: still would not be included in your class
1: ranking GPA. So,
0: but you still get that credit towards your college. That's right. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this, but superintendent scholar qualifications, will those change with this new policy? At this time, there's not any changes.
1: We're okay. still going to look at all of the, the semester grades um, to, to earn that honor of superintendent scholar. So for first, years, first year, it's that first semester. Mm-hmm. Second year, it's the second semester and first semester of your sophomore year. Um, third year, it's the spring of your sophomore year fall of your junior year and and so on so
0: as of right now that policy has not changed
2: and that's that's the point of this also is that nothing else changes right besides class rank class rank.
0: and then someone um reiterated uh dual cre- so dual credit is also an exclusion category in the exclusion
1: with the exception of clear horizons, clear horizons. so i always want to make yeah. sure um that that is an exception for our clear horizons folks because their coursework is like they're Calculation is a little different based right. on the way that that program is set up,
2: which is also a continuation of of right. how that's calculated. Right
0: great questions. Um, that's all I see on Facebook uh, right now, uh, but uh, if you still have some questions, we'll try to get to them, but I want to get your closing thoughts you have for our families. I'll start with you, Ms. West.
1: So When I was thinking about this, this change does align with what we're hearing from college admission officers regarding how they what they view as important during uh, the college admission process. They want to see the students' interest in whatever major they're wanting to attend um, on that college transcript, and so that's why I think this change is really gonna encourage that. So if you want to become a veterinarian and you know you need to take some of those science classes, but you can also take some of those amazing CTE courses in animal science, then they're gonna see that that's something that you're really, really interested in. They, The college admission officers are telling us they wanna see that interest in your transcript, they wanna see leadership, and so by staying with a program over four years, like a band or an athletic program, um, you're gonna be able to maybe be a team captain or a mm-hmm. section leader, and that's some of the things they wanna see, and that commitment that you can stick something out for four years, right. and the interest of the student. Um, it also encourages them to follow their passion, like we've already been saying and i and i mentioned we have some amazing industry certifications in our district and i just think that this change will allow some of our students to really seek some of those industry certifications out that could benefit them after high school maybe while they're in college or help pay for college because Mm -hmm. there's some some good money to be had with some of those industry certification and above all College prep coursework is still what colleges wanna see, Mm -hmm. um, but they also wanna see the whole person, not just your academics. So yes, taking those AP, taking those level one courses is still important. Mm -hmm. We're not saying it's not. We're just saying we wanna develop that whole child, and I think this change in the GPA will, and the class rank, I I should say, will help with that.
2: Dr.
0: Baird, any closing thoughts?
2: Certainly. (laughs) So we are advocating for students who want to take industry-based certification courses. We're advocating for students who love the arts and want mm-hmm. to take all four years of orchestra or band or choir. We're advocating for those students who want to be professional athletes and, and want to take four years of, of a sport. Um, we're advocating for students who want to be the engineers and take all the math and science courses that, that they want. We're advocating for all students to take any courses that touches their hearts mm-hmm. and, and their minds. Um, We have done some some sample calculations based on historical years, and there have been minor fluctuations, but typically they stay within, if a student was in the top 10%, they pretty much stayed in the top 10%. It's just some minor fluctuations with rank. Mm -hmm. Um, If a student is in the top 40%, they're staying in the top 40% um, with some minor fluctuations, and of course at at the edges. Um, We are hoping that this will be good for all students. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, this starts for the incoming ninth grade class next year, should it be passed on Monday. And um, I think one last thing that I wanna mention, if a student comes in as a three year graduate, Mm -hmm. then they would be graduating the class of 2026 instead of 2027. And so they would be uh, factored into the class rank along with the way the current rankings are for the class of 2026. Um, So this really begins with the class of 27.
0: 27. And we will, if passed, we will communicate the outcome. And then for course registration in the spring, we will have all that information and make sure parents and families are prepared um, for this upcoming course registration season, correct? Yes. Yes. Everything will be clearly denoted in the Educational Planning Guide. Perfect. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I think that's all the questions uh, we have. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Uh, If you missed the presentation, and you're listening to this on our uh, audio episode, I'll put, we will put the video link in the show notes so you can go back and watch the actual slides um, as Dr. Bayard was talking through those. Um, But thank you both for joining us and thank you for tuning in and we hope you have a great day.